All right. So welcome, everybody. It is the cast of Chaos featuring your boy, the Sephiroth of South Central, the Black Chris Jericho, Rob Zombie's illegitimate stepchild, Will Smith and Ozzy Osbourne's love child, the Fresh Prince of Darkness, Kelvin Chaos. Welcome to the CEO of Spooky Kids. State your name, please. Hi, I'm Emerald Davis, also known as Jersey Suicide Girl. Awesome. So I'm looking at your website right now, spookykids.com. First of all, this shit is professional as fuck. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This, this looks great. I'm looking at, at all of the things that you are selling, and I want to buy all of it. I want all of these things. <laughs> so what? tell us the philosophy behind your brand. What would be your mission statement, so to speak? So when I was growing up, I was in a very weird space because I'm from Camden and I don't know if you know too much about Camden, but it's, I do not. So if you Google probably one of the worst places to live in the United States, <laughs> as far as and everything yeah. else, Camden has always been running like top three. So, um, being black and alternative coming from there, like you really just don't have a voice and then going to school where things were like kind of, segregated it was just you know you don't fit in yeah i didn't have which is awful a travesty yeah it was terrible so not having money when i was growing up i just wanted like you know all the cool stuff that was out like at the time it was the you remember the ufo pants oh yeah definitely i also couldn't afford this (laughs) (laughs) i wanted a pair so bad and it was just like I ended up just trashing a lot of the clothes that my parents gave me. They eventually ended up hiding the scissors, but I knew how I wanted to look and just didn't have the money to do it. And I remember that feeling of already being an outcast and still not looking the way you wanted to look. Definitely. Yeah. You're like, I feel this, but I don't dress it because I can't afford it because that shit's expensive as shit. Yeah. so you were the you you were the savior for all of us black alternative <laughs> kids that were weird but couldn't afford. Yeah, it. that's the goal. I wanted to create something that was cool and gothic, alternative looking without like breaking your pockets. Like anybody on just about any budget can purchase it. Yeah, I'm gonna get this pentagram onk set like for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, I like that. Man, so 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 when do you start? You said you started six months ago. And how has it been for you? Like, have you made a, lar- a large amount of sales? Um, has it been consistent? What kind of clients have you been getting? I want to say more than anything, it's been predominantly getting a buzz because I started out, but I had to like, li- like I didn't have anything, but... I was just like, you know, I need to make a change. I need to, like, you're not going to make your dream come true doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking a trip or paying my bills up, I took my income tax and literally just poured the whole thing into my business. So any wow. type of piece of equipment you could think of from sewing machine to laptop to printer to press to the vinyls to fabric uh the website uh legalizing it like everything i just said i'm just gonna go ahead first 
That's beautiful. Matt, you know, so I have a, a many friends that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. are especially interested in the business aspect of, of getting a business started. Please tell them how easy it is. Like, I know, you know, obviously you have to have the capital, but, you know, most of us, we spend money on silly shit. Like, I got to get Starbucks every day. I got to buy weed. Like, like, cut all that shit out for like a month or two. Yeah, like, well, most people already have stuff like like a laptop or a printer or whatever. But if you have something that like whatever your your niche is, whether it's like your hobby or your talent, you predominantly have the majority of the tools to work with. And even if you start out small, like legalizing yourself, I spent just on that portion alone, it was like under $200. Like, right. And that's like DBA, like getting your DBA. Or, are you an LLC? I or? LLC. Okay. And just tell her, why would you go with LLC? Because I, like, that's a question I get a lot. Everyone asks mm-hmm. me that because I do DBA because I'm from, um, because my, all my stuff is music and I basically own all the stuff that I, that I, do and none of the stuff is physical so a person that has you know physical product like t-shirts and stuff like that tell us why you would use an llc uh for me just because like i'm doing this by myself like i keep that Mm -hmm. whole like this is solely me like everything from the door from the design the product i chose like the the whole setup the layout the website the photography like i've done everything myself Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I was like, I do, I do that too. It feels so lonely sometimes, you know, because you're like, oh, what are you doing? You know, somebody's like, hey, you want to kick it? You're like, no, I'm updating my website right now. <laughs> yeah, so like all of the legwork I did myself, but like my best friend did have um, a big hand in like assisting me with a few things. So, mm-hmm. um, but but still, to me, it was important to like for this to be mine. Um, as far as like trademarking, like I just didn't want anybody else. I didn't think anybody would really steal the design, but still, like if I seen it anywhere else, like no, this is mine. Like this is my baby. Right. Now it's a great idea. I I tell like a lot of people that come on to my show. I feel like since the popularity of like Rico Nasty and Jungle Pussy and Doja mm-hmm. Cat, a lot of people have really started to pay more attention to alternative black acts. Especially like like Lizzo's album, yeah. I hear that she's gonna put a hardcore album out next. Oh year. really? I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, right. I was like with the flute and twerking and hardcore. That's my <laughs> shit. That's like right up my alley. Right. So I was like, I heard this, and I was like, hmm. I feel like we're finally about to get our comeuppance. Like a lot of people are starting to see the amount of opportunity in this kind of alternative community because we've been going pretty much unnoticed for years. Yeah. And right. And now we got, you know, we got we got all these new acts and, you know, these TV shows with, you know, the the, the girl from um, the black girl from Charmed, you know, like everybody's like, OK, black girls are witches now, which we're like, bitch, we've been. First of all, you stole this shit from us back way back when. But, you know, go off, whatever the fuck. Right. So now, you know, I think this is the best opportunity. So you, it's, I think it was great that you, you protected yourself like that because now you're setting yourself up for the future. Yeah, so, um, man, all right. So, so before we got on to this call, we were talking about your scene. 
um, in New Jersey, because I was telling you a little bit about our scene, how we were trying to create something that hasn't been in L.A. before. Like I was saying, I'm from, you know, South Central and have goth shit period in South Central was like, what? Yeah. But lately I've been meeting a lot of people who are like, nah, this is the move. So tell me more about your area and how, how it's changed since you've been a kid. Well, my area in New Jersey, still not much going on here, but right past the bridge in Philly, which is like not even like 10 minutes away from where I'm at. The thing isn't as important um, as it was before, but there's still like different events and stuff going on here. Like we have a uh, vortex that happens like once a month. Um, there's like spellbound, drag spall. It's like it's a few things that are like hit and miss, but it's not really anything that's like consistent. So yeah, hopefully through my line and working with like a few other people I know, I'm hoping to like branch out and kind of like breathe more life into it. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm like full yeah okay yeah because um tell us there was that story that you were telling me earlier about being in being in school because i i think all of us you know alternative spooky black kids have these experiences where we're too spooky for black people not spooky enough i guess for white people and by not spooky enough i mean we can't afford enough of the shit that makes us look spooky i was like bro if you experience systemic racism on a regular basis that's like a spooky existence like so, <laughs> there's nothing more spooky than that shit it's, it's like a weird it, it's it's freaking terrible <laughs> like, like if you right. know anything from like about picture you know the hoodest of the hoods where it's some type of violence constant drugs are surrounded by when they're like like you have to have like or Study to fight, train to go type attitude. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool in here with my limp biscuit. Like, I don't want to do all of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm cool. Yeah, you're like, I'm cool. And they're like, nah, nigga, you gotta do this. Or you ain't black. And you're like, uh, risk my life for some niggas I don't know. Pass. Yeah, like, <laughs> I get into all of that. And then um, the school I went to, it had 16 buildings, which even then as big as it was, it was still like kind of segregated. So it was a lot of obviously white kids there and they're like, Hi, yeah, you're you're cool, but you know you're you're black. So But you're black. <laughs> so there's that. And it was just so when I first got to school, which I was just telling somebody this story before, I got picked on so much in like middle school because well, one, I was blind since I was, like, nine. So I had, like, these big bifocal glasses. And I had to wear a uniform. And my dad just did not believe in, like, anything form-fitting. So my dress shirt would actually come down to my knees. And my skirt came down past my knees. So I was yeah. always in, like, this awkward space. So I said, when I get to high school, I'm going to save up all my money. And I'm going to dress just like the cool kids. And I had a cousin who was a senior at the time I was a freshman. So I said, his name was Al. I said, Al, tell me what it is that I need to buy. And I used to make T-shirts. I started out doing like hand-painted T-shirts with like characters uh, mm -hmm. that summer. So you've always been into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid. 
Since I was a kid, like, I, I'm dead serious. My dad yelled and made my mom hide all the scissors in the house. <laughs> I would cut up. I would bleach. I would use safety pins. I shredded everything and don't, oh my God, I was, you, whatever you bought me, it did not look that way when I was done with it. Like, no. <laughs> like never, it never did. So, my ninth grade year, I bought guest jeans and V-neck shirts and spent all my money on these pair of Tims, you know, the butters at the time. Mm-hmm. And I got to school and I was still being teased and you're still black. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, this was pointless. So I remember I went home and I said, mom, I want my hair blue. She's like, what the fuck? Are, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, if I'm going to get teased, like, I at least want to look the way I want to look. Yeah, if they're gonna fuck with me anyway, I might as well. Man, I used to dress like like I can't even imagine. I can't even tell you, but I used to wear a big ass fucking Ella. Uh, what's that dude's name? Flavor Flav hat and a lab and a lab jacket and a Fantastic Four shirt. That was like my fucking outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead, continue. Say so you 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 did you finally get the blue hair? Um, I got the blue hair, and when I came to school, it was literally probably like the next day. Um, because mom mm-hmm. also, this is something else that my mom had been doing hair since I was five. So mm-hmm. I was always a guinea pig. So any type of like different color braids, but like whatever I always had access to. So I'm like, I want my hair blue. And I came to school dressed in all black, wearing blue. And I scared the fuck out of everybody in the school. And I was like, okay, cool. Not like, at least now this makes sense. So after that, no piece of clothing was safe. <laughs> <laughs> my hair was literally every color but I felt comfortable in my skin and I think the other thing that helped me that a lot of kids don't have growing up by my cousin being one of the popular kids I was able to see that being popular really ain't all that hot like right a, a lot of people don't have that insight though so when I was like I want to dress like them I want to hang with them because I'm tired of getting picked on but then I'm like well they're pretty insecure too <laughs> and you're like you know what? i think i'm just gonna chill by myself and then a bunch of other people started to gravitate toward you did you have that experience it was out and um i'm gonna say later but like early on it was you're the weird black girl and like i said it was just well my best friend the same one that did a lot of work with my clothing line which her name is oh yeah she models on instagram by the way um Oh yeah, what? Uh, yeah, give me all her information too. Oh yeah, because she's she's just well, she doesn't do alternative, but she's up and coming in the design world as well. But oh, that's all good. Anybody that that is hanging out with you mm-hmm. is alternative to me. Is how I. It's not necessarily like people with you know studs coming out their ear, crazy hair colors, or nothing like that. It's like anybody to me that felt like they were rejected just for being themselves is alternative. Oh okay. Is. It's how I define it. Well, in that case, then yeah, yeah. We were the only two. So, so you. Uh-huh. Oh, we were the only two alternative black girls in the school. So, like, mainly, you know, we just had each other. Mm-hmm. So, it was just. That's beautiful that you guys stuck together like that. Oh yeah, we've been friends since second grade. Wow, I don't have any friends from second grade. Yeah, all the way. And it's crazy. Our parents knew each other. They went to school together. 
Oh, that's even crazier. Yeah, my mom, dad went to school with her mom, and then we were, yeah, elementary school all the way up. Man, y'all got the... That's so dope. Yeah. Okay, so this is my next question. This, this is where it gets real fun. Okay. Well, it's always fun. It's always fun with you. But um, this is this is my favorite part. Where do you see Spooky Kids like um, in its like fullest, fledgiest form? Like, what is your biggest idea that you have? Oh, my heart is fluttering right now. Like, I, I, I try not to put a cap on it. Like before, like when I used to just say, "All right, make I know I'm gonna make it." I just see people wearing my stuff. And then I started to envision more. I'm like, I see a store. Like, I want to take over. Like, I want to be bigger than Dolls Kill. Like, I want to just reach people. Yes. Like, I want my clothes not to just be like, oh, I'm wearing something dope. But, like, that scared kid that's going through the depression or the anxiety that is bottled up in a corner, I want him to, like, wear a shirt that he otherwise couldn't afford anywhere else but still look the same and be able to pick it up a little bit. Right. I, I want to make an impact like I, everywhere. Like I want to be everywhere. Man, that's so dope. All right. So this is my next favorite question. Okay. If you had unlimited funds, if some, if a, if a angel investor were to appear to you today and say, I have unlimited funds for you to, do whatever project you want. But the, the catch is it's only one project. So it could be an event, it could be a fashion show, it could be a music festival, it could be whatever you want, but it's only one thing. What would you do? Does starting a store count? Yeah, definitely. The first thing I would do is uh, what we spoke about before. Right on uh, South Street in Philly is where Pretty much everybody goes, like especially if the weather's nice. There's like, you know, stores and food, bars, etc. But there's only like, when I was in a search for like somewhere to go to hang out, the only place I was pointed to, which was Tattooed Mom, which isn't bad, but it's just more like, you know, hipsters is not full fledged comfort. If somebody yeah. gave me unlimited money, number one, my storefront would be like the number one because there's. I mean, other than Spencer's and Hot Topic, like, where's anybody else going? Exactly. That's it. So I would create another store, but attached to my store, I would want, like, a like a BYOB lounge. Like, if you are... Oh, yo. You want a game, you want to drink, you want to chill, you want to listen to some music, you, like... I, I don't care what... I want beanbags on the floor. Like, I just want people to just chill, like, and just be comfortable and feel safe. Yeah. And it could be like, yeah, like, oh man, that sounds like it would be so dope. Like it's like a storefront, but there's like um like a gift shop and a bar, kind of like something like 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 a hot topic. If you oh you've probably never been have you ever been to California uh, or South, Southern California? Okay. Well, we have Universal Studios, you know, like had they have it in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have like a little place called City Walk, and that's where we have a bunch of hot topics, but that's where the one that most people go is at that one. Mm -hmm. And the way it is, it's very large, but it's connected to all of these other stores. I was like, man, it would be dope if you could just get drunk at Hot Topic. 
<laughs> so, that's how I always felt. Or even if they, it was like Starbucks, but you know, they have pastries or food or whatever, but you could also get your, your gear on as well. I think and they're like playing horror movies in the background. Yeah. But then there's also a gaming lounge. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be fucking The sick. one thing I wanted to embody when... Uh, a tattoo parlor. That that would... Yeah, that would be dope, too. Like, the one thing I wanted right? to embody is a lot of the events that I go to out of here, out here, they are a lot of the same people because, you know, we're so small. So every time you go, it's almost like visiting family. Like, don't get me wrong. People still rave and dance and everything, but you're more so, like, hanging out. So I wanted a place that, like, if you don't feel like doing, you know, the full face makeup and fishnets and all that, you know, you're you want to get out the house. Like, I wanted that like, to be more like the, the chill spot. Right. And then you have, like, maybe, like, once a month you have your events where everybody does their whole, like, full beat face thing. Yeah. Or you have, like. Or like um, you know, on Saturdays or something, we're like, let's we're gonna watch all uh, ten Halloween movies or some shit like that, you know, or like have a band come in and play. Like, I'm 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 with you on that same. I've always wanted a venue, actually. Like, I've actually always wanted a spooky strip club. That would be like ex- <laughs> right, exactly like uh the from dusk till dawn. Oh yeah, where they have. Yeah, we have like the the band playing, then the strippers come out and shit. Like that's always and with the clothing store, like I would have, um, like a merch or like a yeah, like a merch area where I have all my all the local bands stuff, and then like you know my friends' clothing lines, and then a little tattoo shop would always be cool to me. That would be so dope. I know. So um, let's see. Um. If you had the opportunity to chill with anybody, uh, living or dead, who would it be? Without a freak? Uh, well, I have, t- oh my God, I have two people. Two people. Okay, you can do two. Yeah, you can do two. It's fine. Number one would have to fucking be Miguel. I don't know if you ever. <laughs> I am so That's Man, great. it is sickening. And don't get me wrong. His music directly speaks to my vagina, but outside, <laughs> he's just like, you ever listen to him talk, he's so woke and conscious and he's healthy and he's all about getting to your higher self and ascending to another platform and chasing your dreams and vibing out. He's also a stoner. And obviously, <laughs> I was like, shit, he sounds like me. Oh, you're dope like that? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to compare myself to Miguel. <laughs> but if anybody's out there listening thinks I'm like Miguel, please give me a shout out. Holler at your boy, you know? <laughs> yes, his his music. Have, do you listen to him? Oh, of course. Yeah, I've done a, a bunch of Miguel covers, actually, on my YouTube Oh, channel. my God. Have you heard his song, Wolf? No. Just look up... I got to go check that out right now. On just the hook, my what big eyes you have. What are you? I am praying you are praying. What? He says that? Oh, okay. Because I'm into that. Like, I don't know. Have you listened to any of my music yet? I have not got a chance because you just found me like two seconds ago. Oh, like literally. Yeah, like <laughs> yesterday. Hey, come on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be friends. Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> oh, so Miguel's one. Number two. Definitely, hands down, my mother, Lady Gaga. <laughs> my mother. Is, that is mom. That is mother. I 
Oh my god, she's just artistically so creative. Insane. I always if yeah. I was ever like maybe like on acid and white, I'd probably be Lady Gaga because <laughs> the way she formulates everything she does, it's like a lot of her life. Yeah, like when she first came out, a lot of people didn't get it, and I'm like, no, I'm picking up what she's putting down here, and then yeah. she would explain it, and I'm like, oh my god, that makes perfect freaking sense. You just yeah, she's like an artist, artist for art's sake. That like she's to me, she's more like a Dolly or a you know, or a Picasso that just happens to play music. You know, it's like music is her chosen medium. And don't get me wrong, she's a fantastic singer songwriter, like really underrated, like piano player and all of that stuff. Amazing, but right, but then it's like her artistic vision. Then the fact that she was like a main character in American Horror Story, like you know, I was like, whoa. Don't get me started. That's when I really fell in love with her. Like I was like cuz I don't even I didn't even like that season. I actually only like the like the Murder House, the Coven and that's you about it. <laughs> I still to this day, still to this day watch episodes of Hotel on repeat. <laughs> Dead kid. I just so overwhelming. Those two people just connected <laughs> you're just like oh my god i love miguel so much <laughs> oh lord and then it was like click you're like i still yeah. love him i, I was him. still going off and then i just looked down like oh wait we're gone <laughs> all right so we're coming to the end of the show first i want to say thank you again i really appreciate you for coming on oh no problem thank you yeah, and um, I would love to have you on again, like, whenever you, you know, if you have a new launch or if there's, you know, like, some ex- significant progress before you get famous, I would like you to come on and be like, yeah, she came on the, the cast, of Chaos, you know, like, six months ago, now she's a quadrillionaire. Oh, oh, keep speaking, yes. I'm putting it out there for you. Yeah, I was saying, you know, I'm putting it out there for you. So... What advice do you have to people that are coming after you or that have a similar pattern to what you're doing? Um, tell us what, what you would tell to people that are interested in pursuing their dreams as well. Number one, do not let anybody talk you out of it. Nobody. 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 Like, nobody. <laughs> when I started out and... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anything about business. I know nothing about photography. I have no idea. I, I didn't even own a laptop. Like, I don't know anything about technology, like nothing. But I said, I had this dream and I'm going to make it work. And I would ask people for advice or people that were like doing it before me. I would ask them mm-hmm. and I would just constantly get doors shut in my face. And people would say, oh, oh well, you know, that kind of like you're wasting your time or like the market for what you want to do isn't that big. And I'm like, no, I shut down my dreams for so long. Like I wanted this since I was like 12 and I had a couple, like I attempted to do a couple things when I was younger, but the door just kept slamming in my face. And now it's like, I started, like I said, maybe like six months ago, by my third month in, my website wasn't even launched, and I had a store pick up my designs already. It's like, 
And keep in mind that same month, I had literally two people tell me not to bother dealing with stores because they say they're going to call you and then they don't. And here I am now, my stuff is in one store and I'm in the middle of talking with another guy about putting my stuff in his. And I'm like, right. Congratulations. That's beautiful. And then the cast of chaos contacted me. Oh yeah. too. (laughs) (laughs) I would just say, um, definitely like believe in yourself. I believe in manifesting. So like literally every day, I just constantly keep running it in my head constantly, which I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I'd be spacing out at work, like thinking about like my business. What's the next thing I can do? Like nobody. I I do think that's a good thing, to be honest, to me. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a great thing. But I mean, otherwise, it's like no, nobody else is going to give it. I mean, you're helping, yeah, you're helping somebody else uh, do their dream, right? Like, whoever's dream, like, if you, where do you work? Um, at a hospital, I do sterile processing. Yeah, see, that's somebody else's dream, because hospitals make money. It's a business. Nobody is, like, you know, going to be putting up hospitals if they don't make money. That's an unfortunate thing, but it is true. So, whilst, right, so while somebody else, you could be working for someone else and making their dream come true because that's what you're doing. And when they cuss you out, because I've seen so many people get mad, like, oh, my boss doesn't respect me. I'm like, no, you don't respect you. And why the fuck would your boss respect you if you don't respect you? Straight the fuck up. If you work for $10 an hour, I'm going to pay you $10. I'm not going to go, oh, I think you deserve a raise for all the good work yeah. you're doing. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I do that? It's up to you to determine your own value and your own beliefs. And like you said, anybody that says like, oh, it's not. Hello. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we were were saying um, don't let anybody, you know, tell you not to do whatever your dream is. You got to go out there and you got to make it happen. Keep pushing. And always remember, like, as far as the workforce is, today you're completely disposable. Yeah. It's somebody that's able to do your job who is younger, more efficient at doing it. Like, you were literally disposable. And that's a right. big problem for me. Because, you know, back in the day, it used to be, oh, well, you know, you work hard at this company, then, you know, you get to stay there. Like, but no, that's not a thing now. It's not right. So I just don't like that that feeling. Like at one of my um, not the job I'm at now, but the one previous, I was one of the only people that knew how to do everything in the department. And I would come in early. I would leave late. I was doing other people's jobs. I'm you know decon running the sterilizers, doing scopes. I'm literally running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But guess what? If you make one mistake or something's wrong, like none of that stuff matters. So I'm like, you you give this, you give a place all your energy, all your time, you work in, you know, extra hours, you don't see your family, like you don't do all this stuff, you're not living life, like you're not, I just don't want to live like that anymore, and I've, I've been saying that, like most people get up and have to do some type of ritual in a sense to prep themselves to get ready, whether it's getting coffee, whether it's praying lord please don't let that motherfucker say something stupid to me to do whatever <laughs> you have to do you have to psych yourself up to get ready to go to a place where you literally do nothing but watch the clock all day 
waiting to clock out to get home to be too tired to do anything else. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, pass. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but when I'm, you know, at home, even if I am tired doing it, like as I'm creating each piece or brainstorming it, like I, it feels like home. And yeah, it feels so fulfilling. Like I sometimes I don't even have nothing to eat, but after I finish this fire ass beat, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I would tell people like, Chase, like do what you, you do whatever it is that's like in your your whole heart your soul like everything because i mean truth be told a lot of the people that's out that chase their dreams are probably not even as good as you i mean if just to look at who's out as far as rappers are concerned right now like i it it mind boggles me because i remember when i was younger i was a rapper for like 2.5 seconds and what you're gonna have to get on one of my tracks. I'm sorry, that nah, you shouldn't have told Ooh, me. Oh, that was so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I was um, one girl in a group of like five guys, and as far as like stage presence, because I'm I'm naturally like an entertainer. So stage presence and being able to deliver it and hit the mark, like I was able to do all that. But I eventually backed out because I was like, oh, I can't freestyle. So if somebody wants to battle me then I won't have longevity in what I'm doing and if I don't believe 100% in what I'm doing then you know I can't really be that good and look at who we have false yeah yeah I was like, and now, yeah, I thought the it's so funny that you said that about the freestyling thing because I thought the same thing and even today because uh, did you did you ever have that phrase growing up called spitting the writtens no Oh uh, yeah, that was like you would make fun of dudes that spit the written. You'd be like, "Oh, he's not that tight. He spits the written." Oh. You're like, "What?" He's like, "He wrote that down. He didn't freestyle. That wasn't off top. That wasn't off the top." Yeah, dome. you were trash. So. You did nobody respect you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I never did it. So I was always a rapper. Like as a kid, I always did it. I just never told anybody until I started releasing rap songs, and my homies were like. Damn, bro, I thought you were like a nerdy nigga. I was like, yeah, but I also listened to hip-hop because you lived in South Central. There was no way in hell I was about to get stabbed up, so I was listening to that shit loud as fuck so niggas would fuck with me. You know? I I was always in a, um, I was in a weird space with it because when I was growing up, I was listening to, like, NSYNC and Britney Spears and the back. Same, same. I was listening to all of it. Yeah, and then my mom would be like, turn that white shit off. So then I bought the first uh, Rough Riders album. And yeah, damn that shit. My favorite one was that song with Juvie and um and uh what's that other dude's name? The homeless guy. Did you say the homeless guy? Drag on. Drag on was homeless before they found him. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, he was homeless. They found him on the street, spitting his bars. And wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, Drag On was like my favorite, and then Jada Kiss. I liked all the all the grimy niggas because we had all the you know. I'm from LA, and everybody kind of sings their raps out here, you know, like <laughs> like Snoop. Everybody be like, oh yeah, cause you know, you're like, man, I never really thought it was that violent. Like I know they're rapping about violent nigga shit, but I was like, this sounds smooth as hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you listen to the J, it's Jada Kiss. If the world was sucker free, it'd be me and my niggas left. And I was like, I want to sound like that. 
Oh god, that's dope. I listened to um Eve growing up a lot. Oh, oh yeah, she was oh, dope. She was free. Oh god, don't get me started. <laughs> We're end up going on another rant. But no, oh yeah, do it. <laughs> well, because of that, I was just like, oh, I'm not going to be any good. And I I started out like going to the studio and recording with the guys, and it was like fun. And I was like, all right, well, you know that's maybe not that big of a deal and then I ended up pursuing other things and then later on as time went by then Future came out and I was like he sounds like he's drowning like literally and, sounds and like trash I, like, I never gave a fuck about Future yeah and then I was just like oh well you know he's not gonna go that far and then here we are and rich as shit oh my god <laughs> just rolling in money and then it was like little Uzi and Young Thug came out and I was like oh, okay, well, you know, like, that's right, okay. And oh, we're at, like, a blue face stage, and I'm just like... And this nigga's not even rapping on He's beat. not trying. He's just not trying. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't even care. And we're over here like, oh, I can't spit unwritten bars, you know? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like... <laughs> so that's why I just put out my first rap song, like, last year, and um, I'll send it to you. It's because I'm a guitarist, I put on the the rap and the guitars in the same song, and I do that in every song. That's what I do. Yeah, hear it so. because that's dope. That's awesome. All right, man, Emerald, it was.